0: Okay, so today I'm lucky enough to be chatting with Grania Humphreys, the director of this year's Dublin Film Festival. So hi, Grania. thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me.
0: No problem at all. So should we start off maybe talking a bit about the, the origins of the festival? It seems to get bigger and bigger every year. You know, every every year you look at the programme and you're like, oh my God, can it get any bigger?
1: <laughs> well, hopefully not, actually, in a way. Actually, because <laughs> we, uh, we start planning it about... You know, it feels like about two days after the previous festival finishes. Oh, wow. And um, the the basic structure is around 100, 110 films. Mm. And uh, to get to that figure, we probably watch about one to five uh, films for that. So that's a lot of films that we're actually watching in order to try and get it down to what we consider to be a kind of manageable amount of films over over the, the whatever it is, 13 days that we have. Um And it's a festival that's been around since 2003. So it's kind of gathered, I suppose, its own kind of form of momentum. It's kind of something that people expect at the beginning of the year. Mm. And, And the program kind of reflects that. We try to show films that are, you know, amongst the best of the previous year in terms of world cinema but yeah. equally to kind of give people an idea in February of what's going to be the things they're going to be talking about over the next six to ten months. So I mean what what
0: the origins of the festival, how did it do you know how it came about initially?
1: Oh I do of course. Yeah. Um, I would hope so. Back in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> um Michael Dwyer and Miles Duncan actually yeah. set up the first Dublin Film Festival and that was really an attempt to get films that weren't being screened in Ireland um, onto uh, a festival screen for a very short amount of time. I think the old festival used to be in November, actually, and the uh, the new incarnation, if you like, which is merely added the word international, is uh, very much in the same spirit. I mean, Michael, the much loved um, film critic for the Irish Times, was always really interested in in filmmakers coming talking about their work. But it not being like Cannes, for instance, or a red carpet festival where, you know, people were far away from audiences. And as a result, that's kind of stayed one of our hallmarks. You know, people have an opportunity to talk to filmmakers. There's always Q&A. And that it's not something that has a a kind of market or a very heavy commercial dynamic. It's very much about filmmakers meeting film fans.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, how did you get involved yourself? I mean, I think I spoke to you about five years ago now.
1: Well, I I was very lucky when I was in college. I actually did the first MA in film studies out in UCD. And it was something where I got a chance to kind of look at the world cinema. And I'd always been a film fan. And I got a job in the then Dublin Children's Film Festival Mm. um, straight out of college. And I've been working in programming ever since. I've actually been working in the IFI for the French Festival and the Documentary Festival since... Uh, 2002 I think Um, and then I started in this festival in 2008 so it's been really enjoyable because it's it's a a job that allows you to see lots and lots of films which Mm. is really interesting I mean not all of them are good I have to say but (laughs) it's a really wonderful opportunity to see the different types of films that are being made by filmmakers from all over the world you know Mm. it's very different to see the types of films being made in Australia, to those that are made in Korea, those that are made in the Ukraine, for instance, or Canada. And, you know, one of the lovely things is, is that I've known an awful lot of Irish filmmakers who when I started out were, you know, making short films or were extras. And mm. now a lot of them are kind of you know, the stars of, you know, big, big titles. And Dublin is still a very small city. So everybody pretty much knows everyone. It's a very small film community. But it's still also, um, you know, a huge shining star in terms of international cinema. I mean, the success of the favours and the nominations that we expect every year at the Oscars are richly, richly uh, envied by many, many other countries. Um, And sometimes the film festival is a really good way of actually putting that in perspective. Mm. You know, you see Irish films besides their international peers. And you're able to, to put a lot of the either insecurity or the slightly inflated opinions of ourselves in perspective by actually seeing whether, you know, our, our shining stars are as good as the shining stars of Poland or France or Germany.
0: Yeah, it must be an amazing job to have. I'm assuming that you get to travel and, you know, see films in different places.
1: I, I, I do, I do. I get to travel a lot and it's, it's really lovely and I get to meet lots of, of really interesting as I said, fellow programmer, yeah. I would always point out, and I do point this out to my partner a lot, that it is not a holiday. <laughs> um, I usually see a hotel room and, if not the same cinema, a variety of very similar cinemas yeah. for in the space of about a week and then I come home. <laughs> um, we have a fantastic image, for instance, that Cannes is about yachts and expensive receptions. I think I was on my first yacht about a year ago for about 10 minutes. Um, and, you know, we more, more generally are kind of like living off chocolate bars and, and sort of very quickly crab sandwiches. But it is a really w- a wonderful job. And what's really lovely about it is, is that quite often, as I said, you, you meet people at the start of their careers and you're able to kind of bring them, discover them, bring them to, to Irish audiences who are all very generous mm. and, and to kind of follow them and bring them back. We have numerous guests who've come back repeatedly with their new films and, and that's lovely, as I said, it kind of just, it's a way of, of kind of expanding the knowledge in, the, in Ireland for, for world cinema and, and equally bringing world cinema to Ireland and showing them into the best of what we've got.
0: Yeah, I mean, even films like The Favourite, you know, how well that's done recently and, you know, obviously the Irish part in it. It's a crazy time for Irish film at the
1: moment. I think it's a really interesting time because I think there's, there's, you know, uh, I saw Barry Yogan, for instance, on the BAFTA's red carpet last mm. night and he was talking about how he's going off to do a big American TV <laughs> series. And I think, you know, we had Barry as a Discovery um, nominee a couple of years back. And, I, you know, this is the thing that the the kind of global stage with Netflix and Amazon yeah. and, as I said, the kind of huge success of the kind of superhero franchises and, you know, the, the kind of Hollywood Kind of global industry, and and Ireland is such a, a rich part of that dynamic now that it's it's really exciting. You know, you talk to filmmakers, and a couple of years ago it would have sounded crazy to say yeah. that they were going to make their film in America. And actually, our opening night film is a good example of that. I mean, John Butler had made The Stag, followed by Handsome Devil. Yeah, and and his new film Papatulo is a, is entirely set. You know, on the west coast of America, it has a, an, an, an American cast. It has a you know, predominantly Irish crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that kind of it, what feels like or seems like ease with which Irish filmmakers could ply their trade internationally is, is lovely because for a long time it was very difficult for people to get their second film made in Ireland. Never, yeah. it, never mind make it somewhere else
0: um so let's let's get on to the program anyway this year it's an it's absolutely fantastic as as always as i said every year it gets better and better um can you maybe for anybody that's not managed to get to the festival in the past what kind of what would you recommend in the festival this year what's your your kind of favorites
1: well the first thing i would say is is it's a big program Mm. so as you said that it's quite rich and it's quite varied and i mean I always try to find films that I think will appeal to lots of different audiences and not just appeal to to a single person. So we have lots of different genre films. You know, we have a, a wonderful martial arts film called Shadow, for instance. We've got a great raft of documentaries. Actually, the documentaries this year are absolutely superb. Um, and one that I'd love to sort of suggest is a film called Shooting the Mafia. It's an Irish documentary directed by a wonderful filmmaker called Kim Longaneto. It's about a, a Palermo uh, photographer who's been actually taking photographs of the Mafia for the last 30 years. Oh. And it's really an incredibly powerful moving uh, portrait, not just of a woman, but of a time. And these are films that I think need to be seen on the big screen. Yeah. And The Shadow and Shooting the Mafia will really get their impact. So the first thing is, is, is I would say to people, is is have a look and see if there's something that appeals to you. We have a film about sailing, for instance. We've got a fantastic documentary about um, uh, Richard Kapuscinski, the famous Polish writer. We have wonderful Irish documentaries. We have um, fantastic animated uh, films. One called Ruben Brandt, collect, uh, Collector, is a brilliant animation, but it won't be seen here again. So festivals are often an opportunity to see something that's not going to be mm. coming back in a couple of weeks' time. So I would say to people, if you're looking through the program, yes there are films that will be coming back. They're they're premiering here, but take a chance on something that might seem slightly more um oddball or yeah. goofy or culty or weird because that is part of the festival experience is discovering something. There's a wonderful film with Elizabeth Moss called Her Smell, which is about a kind of Courtney love like rock star who goes through a kind of total breakdown and it's delicious filmmaking. I mean, it really is car crash. It's, it's wonderfully crazy and mad and OTT. And I think those are the types of films that you come away and you just want to sit down with a drink or a cup of coffee and talk about them with the people that you saw them with. And I think from, from my point of view, film festivals are as much about the conversations that take place Mm. and, uh, as much as they are sometimes about you know seeing the film itself and, and that sense of community. So the Irish films are really strong. As I said, international, we have a wonderful Chinese season this year. Um, really, really wonderful films. Uh, we have a Korean film called Clean Up, which is, uh, again, really strong. But if you're more interested maybe in hearing um, people speak, there's a, a fantastic composer called David Shire, who's going to do a very unusual evening where he's going to play some songs. Suzanne Savage is going to sing some of the songs that oh, he's wow. written, and he'll do a QA and a with Aideen Gormley. And David Shire was one of the great film composers who's done The Conversation, he's done uh, The Taking of Pelham 123, mm. All the President's Men, and he's, I suppose, kind of uh, jazz, um, sort of jazz-infused, I suppose, mm. uh, kind of uh, style has had a huge impact on, on film composition and he's somebody that we're celebrating. So it's not as I said, just screenings. There's also talks, there's also workshops, master classes. Um, so hopefully there's something that aims at the film fan and maybe the more occasional
0: cinema yeah i mean it's even become a bit of an event you know you have the the launch night obviously that was that was fantastic the other week mm-hmm. and then the, the program is launched and it's kind of like this kind of oh, i need to get my hands on the program i need to i need to start planning and you know circling films that i want to go and see and it's it's kind of become an event i know a lot of my friends go as soon as the program's launched they're there the minute it's <laughs> the minute it's handed out and they're there sort of coordinating what they're going to go to and how that's going to work against going to see something else it's you know it's a it's an absolutely amazing um you it's know, really enjoyable bringing film I mean, fans I mean, together
1: i do i do I do personally believe and i mean i really do believe this that if you watch about three films a day for the course of a week <laughs> you will come out smarter um, and 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 yeah. you know it's an immersive situation that you know people watch a lot of television but there's nothing quite like watching you know films on the big screen hearing people talk and it does give you a really fantastic opportunity to see films from around the world and to hear people talking about their their passions and their pains, their tribulations Mm. and their triumphs. And and from, you know, from, as I said, the the most casual filmmaker who maybe, you know, will come along maybe to our surprise film or somebody who will come along to see uh, some of the more mainstream films that we have, there's absolutely as much joy in that, I think, as, as sometimes going to see something maybe more offbeat maybe more niche Mm. Um, but to try and balance that because it really is an opportunity to slightly move outside your comfort zone and to see some different parts of of the world Um, and equally there are different packages you can you know, maybe cluster films together or you can put a package of seeing maybe five yeah. or ten films. So there's lots of different ways to work your way through what seems like, at, at first glance, a very big programme.
0: Mm. I mean, even running between cinemas, you know, if you could, you've you got a film in the in the lighthouse, then you've got a film in Cineworld and you're having to, you know, you're literally kind of running backwards and forwards between the two. Uh...
1: It's, a, it's a great form of exercise. <laughs> Isn't as it? You it's, I feel like it's a diet plan that I just bring out somewhere like March, you know. Um, particularly up and down the stairs in the lighthouse. If you yeah. Yeah. Oh, my time, God, it, yeah. You'll, you'll be a fit person. And
0: obviously, we've got the, the surprise film is, is
1: happening again this year. It is. I mean, what we've done this year is actually moved the surprise into the middle of the fest. And one of the things that I was always intrigued by was the amount of new people who came along to the surprise. <laughs> so we've moved it away from the final night. And just to see again if we can actually entice people back to see a couple more films. Yeah. So it's on the, it's on the middle Sunday now.
0: So, I mean, it must be so hard keeping a secret like that. Do you know, you must have literally no. everybody asking you.
1: No, you see, the thing about it is, is A, that I am really good at secrets. <laughs> and if you have 100 films that you have to keep secret for one film for four weeks is fine. And what is funny about it is, is, is how, and I'm going to just put this out there to anyone who wants to tackle me on the street, but, you know, the approaches are so obvious you know, mm. with people thinking they'll just accidentally trip over the answer or I'll let it, you know, out on Twitter, or I'll just forget who I'm talking to and <laughs> mention it. So we just basically when I decide what it is, we basically just make all correspondence relating to that is a made up name. And so nobody actually genuinely knows what the film is until that it is goes fantastic. onto the actual screen. But it is funny because it does obsess people, you know, um, and I, I know that for a lot of people, it's, it's one of their favorite parts of the festival, mm. you know. And, and I, I would even argue that there's, you know, there's lots of different ways. You could buy tickets for, for a friend and, and not tell them what the film is. And yeah. they could have their own personalized version of the surprise film, you know, because there is something really enjoyable about seeing films without having the vast amount of marketing and promotion that you have around so many films. You know, if you've seen the trailer as many times as some people have, then they feel they don't or can't watch it. Whereas, I said, if you go to see a festival film, there's a huge chance that you could go in and not know anything about the director or Mm. the stars or the story. And it really does allow you to to work your way into the story in a different way. You know, coming with it, um, a relatively kind of fresh approach is really enjoyable, particularly if you're watching a couple of films A day where you actually just, you know, you just go up two o'clock, I must be in the lighthouse, four o'clock, I must be anywhere. (laughs) You know, it's a a way of kind of giving yourself the equivalent of reading two or three books every day. You know, of course you're going to come out smarter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember I was at the the screen of Casa de mi Padre a couple of a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was amazing how divided the audience was.
1: Absolutely. But this is, the, you see, the thing is, and I mean, for many years, my argument has always been, does it have to be a new film? You know, exactly. a surprise is a surprise. And, and I remember when Michael Dwyer actually showed a short film as a surprise mm. and, and got into quite a lot of trouble. And, and I kind of said, <laughs> well, you know, it's still a surprise. So, you know, I understand people's uh, very long and very cherished kind of connection to to the surprise, but they always think it's going to be new. They always think it's going to be in colour. They always think it's going to be in English. <laughs> and one of these years, that's not going to be the case. I'm not yeah. saying whether it's this year or next, but it's, you know, it's it's not a surprise. <laughs>
0: oh, you're good, Grania. You're really, really good. <laughs> Secret keeper extraordinaire. I mean, you've got some amazing guests coming over this year as well. You've got like the, the likes of uh, Stephen Merchant. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell people um, a few of the guests that you've got appearing this year?
1: Well, we, uh, Bo Burnham is coming um, with a lovely film called Eighth Grade. Um, we also have Stephen Merchant, who's here, with a really, really funny film. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I don't see enough really funny films. And Fighting With My Family is laugh out loud, but very, very sweet and brilliantly acted. And it's a first-time feature by Stephen Merchant, who is, I think, the kind of regular sidekick um, with Ricky James. Yeah. But he's really, really smart director. It's very lean. Um, but filled with, with heart. Um, we also have Matt Bomer coming over for opening night for um, Papi Chulo. We'll have Jesse Buckley will be here um, with Wild Rose on our on our closing night. Um, Josh Hartnett will be in for a new film called She's Missing. And, uh, and we've a really strong lineup of Irish stars, um, Pat Short, Mo Dunford. Um, really, I think there is a, a point where you're always happy and, and delighted to include Irish films in, in, in the festival. And, you know, again, Neil Jordan's new film, Greta, is also part of the programme. So, it, you know, from my point of view, we're, we're celebrating, you know, the, the emerging and the established name. Um, but the most important thing to remember is, is you know, as I said with the Q&As, you, you can ask your question, mm. you know, that, that you're very much part of the process. And indeed, a lot of the times, that's really why filmmakers come to festivals, you know, is to find out what audiences really think of their film.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes them more accessible, doesn't it? To you know, you might think, oh, I'd never even get near one of my favourite directors, and then the next minute you're in a Q and A, and you can literally ask like, this burning question that maybe you've had your whole life.
1: Exactly, and and the thing is, is that, as I said, because. People sometimes forget because a lot of the time the industry seems to want to project kind of directors as kind of godlike figures mm. you know they they're really genuinely interested in what audiences think and feel and how they felt certain parts of the story or the the kind of plot you know how how it was um how it was told and whether you know there's', there's things that, that um that they, I mean, not that they can do, but they that they can think about, it or that they can amplify when they're 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 showing the film in a in a, you know uh, another cinema, another time. And yeah. I mean, I've had loads of fascinating conversations with filmmakers talking about the differences in in cinema screenings. You know that when they've seen a film in America, for instance, maybe at Sundance, or they've seen a film. Um, you know, maybe in, in, in France or in Italy or, or you know, in Asia. Mm. The difference in the responses where people laugh in a comedy. Yeah. Sprint, it's where people are scared in a thriller. So sometimes, you know, you could be sitting beside the director who's literally watching your response to their film.
0: Mm, yeah. I'm, I do movie reviews as well for a website and... So um, I was saying to someone the other day about how different it is when you go to a press screening and you're sitting in there with a load of kind of hardened journalists and that it's their job basically to review this film. And then you go to a screening, say like a kid screening on the weekend of, a, of, a, of exactly yeah. the same film. And the atmosphere is like it's so, so different. And I, and I like trying to trying both, you know, just to get the atmosphere of a of an audience reception for a film.
1: I think it's really important. I mean, I think, you know, it's funny actually because I've I've been working in this area for a long time and I'm very conscious that one of the things I was very scared about when I started watching a lot of films from the festival is keeping in touch with what audiences can experience or do experience. And a lot of the time you find that filmmakers do not go to the cinema as much as the film audiences do. And so they can sometimes be slightly out of step with what audiences who are paying a lot of attention or have a lot of something invested maybe in a character or, or very you know, familiar with a franchise or with a particular genre. And I, I do think you're right. I, I'm very aware of the cold press screening in the morning mm. and, you know, a, the fact that it's the morning, you know, b yeah. the fact that most people are only awake by, by virtue of having fast coffee and, um, and how, you know a film needs to 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 kind of find nearly like the way that you know music and art, you know the sound and and the the picture come together to create a film. You know one can nearly argue that you know it's when an audience joins in that dynamic that you actually actually have a screening. um and and festivals are really interesting in that way because for certain films, it's probably the most attentive audience that they'll actually get. you know mm. when they go out on release, maybe, you know, they'll be, you know, slightly cold in that they, they won't be, you know, accompanied by the director or there won't be that kind of dynamic. Yeah. And it is the best way to see it. You know, many films do not seem funny until you're the only person not laughing in an <laughs> audience and then it's you, it's not the film, you know? Um, and, and equally, we've all seen thrillers that, that you know, don't work, but with a cinema, with half their coats over their heads, Yeah. suddenly you have a tension that literally becomes a very important part of that, that relationship. Um, and I, I do think particularly, I mean, a film like Get Out is a good example of that. You know, when an audience are actually all really, really connecting with the film, there's definitely a, a kind of heightened a level of attention that that is not something that you can replicate replicate by by watching it on your laptop or yeah. or on your telly.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no. I mean, I went to see the Lego Movie twice last week. I went to a press screening and then a uh, like the kids screening just to get a, a, mm-hmm. get the vibe of the film. And it's it's literally like watching two different movies. You know, you're in the press yeah. screening and maybe there's a couple of journalists at the back having a little bit of a giggle, and then you go into the kids screening and the kids are just absolutely lapping it up. And even the grown-ups that have take, taken their kids along, they're getting all the in-jokes. and.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other thing I would say on that is that, you know, in in my experience, that when I've gone to press screening, you know, a lot of the time there is a situation where people are up against deadlines or they're yes, actually trying yeah, yeah. to kind of multitask. And I mean, I'm not talking about people bringing out phones and answering calls or things like that. But sometimes being in a cinema where the only reason that audience are actually there is because they want to watch a film it is actually a, a kind of transforming element to a screening because people are not there thinking about when they have to get the interview done or what they're going to ask in the interview or what time they have to file their actual review they're literally there because this is a conscious decision that they made to to watch a particular type of film on a particular day and it feels feels quite democratic in a way it feels like you know we're all here together and we're all supporting the filmmaker to work you know we're yeah. not going to to judge or evaluate you know in the first 20 minutes and we're not trying to work out what our pr- first paragraph is we're yeah. we're just Trying to see if it works as, a, as an audience member. And I think people are relaxed in that case as well. I, I definitely know that if you hear other people laughing, it nearly feels like it gives you permission to laugh. Yes. And, and, and that sometimes that collective, which sometimes we rail against, is actually one of the nicest parts of the cinema, you know, that, that sense of doing something with a group of people. A bit like being in a, in a kind of a sporting arena or something yeah. and cheering on. There's something nice about being a kind of fan of many.
0: Your sponsor this year—we got Virgin Media. It's just a sea of red for the program and stuff this year. How did uh, how did they get involved as sponsors? Well,
1: we had been obviously um, with um, Audi for three years, and it was something that we were we were kind of trying again. Part of it is how uh, with a festival every year, you're very aware of the changes that have taken place. And one of the things that was really interesting was. The way in which the kind of broadcast landscape had kind of changed, mm. and it, again, the the kind of needs, I suppose, of the festival in terms of of new audiences and trying to bring different types of audiences into the festival. And yeah. um, if you work in a venue, you can kind of see and change your your program slightly by incremental, you know, bits every month, or you could chart things. But with a festival, it it, it is literally once a year, and it has that annual. Kind of, you know, shindig or, or party atmosphere to it, and we just realized that we needed to have a, a bigger invite list and we needed to make a kind of bigger noise about the program and to try and, and make more people feel part of of the festival. Mm. There's a there's always a danger when you say subtitles. There's always a danger when you say yeah. world cinema that people can pigeonhole things into a much more niche platform, but as as you've experienced when you've seen the festival, it's actually very broad, and and there's lots of different types of films for lots of different types of audiences, and the partnership with Virgin is just about that, is actually trying to bring a wider, mm. maybe more diverse, and and hopefully even new, and younger audience in to see the films, um, but also because of the, the the way in which Virgin works, we're we're also working with them on, on bringing the new work that we have in the Irish filmmakers. To, to broader audiences um, as
0: well. Um, I mean, talk about the festival. So, can anybody submit a film to the festival, or is there a, pr- a process? I haven't got a film, by the way, but <laughs> I'm just wondering how it, this is how not it works. A personal
1: how it works? Uh, yes, we do. We do have. We do have a, a, a partner. It's called Film Freeway, and uh-huh. you can apply through that through that particular um, platform. Um, we won't be looking at any films for twenty twenty for a couple of months, <laughs> oh but goodness. that's the best way to do it. Yeah, um, and we do watch shorts and documentaries and features, so we watch um, everything. Um, but it's you know it it is literally a festival that you know if we think we can find a, a slot for it and we can make it work, we will. Mm. And and at the same time, we're always very conscious that it's a small island. There's other film festivals. There's other opportunities for filmmakers. So you're trying to kind of find the balance and also to find the one that works for, for the film and, and for the yeah. festival. So, um, but that's the platform that, that we use in terms of, of taking submissions.
0: Yeah, fantastic. You've got an amazing array of volunteers as well. I know I've, I've been a volunteer. I was a volunteer for mm-hmm. a quite a large period of time. So if someone out there was thinking, I'd love to, I'd love to volunteer at the festival, but obviously too late for too late for this year's festival, how would they go about uh, becoming a volunteer for next year?
1: Well, the first thing I would say to them is is come along this year and and have a look and have a chat with some of the volunteers. Mm. We have a fantastic array of volunteers, many of whom have been doing it for many, many years. And, you know, if they're not actively putting a a cinema in or an audience into a cinema, I'm sure they'd be happy to have you know a quick chat about how they find it or what they've been doing. Um, And then, as I said, once the festival's over, There are, you know, uh, there's an email address, the volunteers email address, where you can, you know, sign up or get in, you know, alerts as to what's happening. We do do some things outside of the festival. So, you know, there are opportunities to kind of join between now and obviously next year, but the best way to do it, I would suggest, is come along to the festival and and have a quick chat with with any of the volunteers who who are working on this year's festival and, and see if it might suit you.
0: I mean, there's a real sort of family feel to the
1: volunteers you always feel like you're, you're part Absolutely. of it? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I, I think, uh, you know, I started as a volunteer and I, I still, you know, in contact with a lot of the people that I volunteered with. And, you know, it is a really great opportunity whether you're a film fan or you want to, to make films. It's a really good way of getting to know, you know, a film um, community is a very good way of finding out what film festivals do. It's a really good insight into the Irish film industry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and it can also be great fun. So, you know,
0: I'd I'd highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. So thanks so much, Gwanya, for talking to me again. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're very welcome. So this year's Virgin Media Dublin International Film Festival will be starting on the 20th of February and running until the 3rd of March 2019. Get yourself some tickets now because a lot of things are starting to sell out already.